nutsack. Like the next superhero lives inside Tom Brady. We should, why are we letting him do, he should not be out of a house, chain the man up. And uh, every, why, there's sperm banks? You don't, all, you only need one sperm. And that's Tom Brady's sperm. Every bitch, every white bitch that can fucking afford a, a fake baby that she's like, I'd like sperm. You're getting Tom Brady sperm. You're next. I, that's one of my, that's one of, I like my new joke about that. Your next comedian hasn't done comedy in a really long time, so we're going to see what happens. Uh, I always enjoy it, whatever he does. Clap your hands together for Josh Kahn. Yay! Listen. <clears throat> Listen here. That's a racist thing to say that you said about Tom Brady, to want to harvest his sperm and not harvest Marshawn Lynch's sperm right next to him, okay? <laughs> Because there's a lot of women out there that are going to want a second, you know, non-colonizer option for, for an NFL baby, Pam. And you just, like, gloss right over that shit. Deflate gate. Anyway. I'm going to go there. Patriots, Schmatriots. Well, you know, he is the best. No one's debating that he's the best. I'm not going to go there. Like I said, I'm not going to go there. Um, I'm Josh Kahn. I am uh, doing stand-up comedy because, uh, you know, you're only young once and... I don't want to miss my chance again. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's bullshit how uh, society says a lot of things that are really commonplace but expects you to just be like, ooh, ah, when they say them, you know? Like every movie that they have a preview for these days is like, uh, from visionary director, this, you know, from the visionary director. Has there ever been a non-visionary, has there ever been like a blind director? Has there been one? Like Stevie Wonder won a lot of Grammys, but he was not known for his work with iMovie. You know, he couldn't. Visionary director Chow Yun Fat. I'll do some old jokes and stuff too. It's just it's been a while, folks. I'm rusty. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I have a lot of irrational fears as an American. Uh, I fear I fear America going to war with Iran. I'll be totally honest, because America knows nothing about Iran. Most Americans think that Iran's national anthem is and I run, I run so far away. <laughs> no, and it's confusing because it is far away, right? Um, I have a hard time like being politically correct around places. Like I went to a whole, I, for a fact, I went to Whole Foods. It was my, my girlfriend's anniversary the other weekend. It was like, we splurge one time a year. We go to Whole Foods one time a year. No, I cannot shop there. I'm normally on food stamps. Um, but we went and shopped there, and I had to ask somebody. I was like, hey, where's the thick and chunky salsa? And they're like, oh, oh, oh we call it husky and empowered around here. <laughs> the husky and empowered salsa is on aisle three. Sorry. Ugh. I went to the, I have like a weakness. I don't really eat health food. And they have, you know, like I have a weakness for like fast food and stuff. And they have a KFC in Berkeley, but they're still very like, politically correct, even at the KFC. And I drove through, I, I love the chicken little sandwiches, you know? I, so I ordered a chicken little sandwich and they're like, you can only order that if you identify as being a chicken dom. Chicken little, chicken dom. It's a FetLife type joke. I thought at least Peter would get it. Chicken top, chicken bottom, Chick-fil-A. Waka waka waka. You know, told you, told you guys. 
Uh, COVID, COVID's almost over, right? Are we done? Are we done with it yet? Like, is everyone just is everyone just ready to be over it now? Um, to be honest, I saw some sort of pandemic coming long before this. Somewhere between no pants on Bart Day <laughs> and the invention of these party pheromone parties, where you choose who to hook up with by smelling the armpits of their T-shirt after the party. You know about these? It's a real thing. So they they go. You go to this party. Uh, and like all the guys and all the girls wear a t-shirt that all looks the same, right? And everybody hangs out and dances. And then at the end, they all take their shirts off and they smell each other's armpits. And that's who they decided to go home and fuck with. It's called a pheromone party. So somewhere between that and no pants on Bart Day, I was like, we're all gonna fucking die. Like we don't deserve to live anymore if this is the level of shit that we like think is, is good to do. Um, this is just true. Uh, I've been masturbating to a lot of pornography, obviously. Well, as you can hear in my voice, and you can see in my face with the rings under my eyes, this is good radio. Um, there's this, these ads that pop up that are like, play this game that's gonna make you come in 40 seconds. And I'm like, where where do you gotta be, man? Like, where do you gotta like, s slow down in life, you know? Take your time with something. Stop and smell the pre-cum, you know? It's not so important in life that you rush around doing everything. I'm in 40 seconds, my. Uh, you can get all these, oh. Yeah, yeah, no, when they have the vaccine, I'm gonna boof it. I'm gonna put the vaccine up my ass because you get more bang for your buck that way. I wanna make really sure I don't get COVID. Oh. Am, I, am I too skinny to, make, to do fat material? Because I feel really fat. I have like body like issues for myself when I take this off and I go like bleh, out over the top of my jeans. Like I feel like I can do fat guy material. Um, I got my home hub, my Alexa, to be a fat guy voice to make me feel better about myself. So I was like, bing, bing, like Alexa, set an alarm for tomorrow at 1 p.m. to remind me to exercise. And it's like, Oh, yeah, you don't want, I'll do that later. You don't need to do that. Well, no, Alexa, seriously, would you do it, like, and make a playlist for me? Okay. Ugh. Taylor Swift. I don't know. People ask me, Taylor Swift or Katy Perry, and my answer is the same every time. To go to bed with Taylor Swift for music, Katy Perry. Is that wrong? Because that's my honest preference. Um, and I'll leave you with this. I've been less racist than Hunter. That's all I'll say. Like some of this wasn't funny. Some of this wasn't funny, but like I didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. Um, you can't cancel a guy for just for not being funny, and just for you know. Anyway, so uh, but I'll leave you with this. Um, there's too many people in the world. Okay, there's too many fucking people in the world. Uh, we're overpopulated, and whoever we put in the driver's seat, Bernie, Joe, whoever, it doesn't fucking matter who we put in there, because this is a fucking spaceship that has the control set for the heart of the sun. Like, we are all, you know. Um, so I just think we should normalize suicide. I don't think it's that bad of a thing. Like, you know, we shouldn't have, like, suicide prevention hotlines. We should have, like, suicide encouragement hotlines, you know, make sure people know to cut up and down and stuff like that. You know, just helpful hands. Um, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Suicide is just like the ultimate way of telling everybody that you know, like I just don't feel like hanging out with you guys anymore. You know, so I decided that when I go 
I want it to be like I want whoever finds me like the meter guy or the postal worker, whoever to finds me, I'm gonna have a song on repeat on a CD player, right? Like one song, and I can't decide what the song is gonna be. That the pe- and they have to like leave it. The meter person they can't go in and mess with the you know like with the crime scene or whatever. So they have to leave the song. They're gonna hear the song, and then the police are gonna come in and hear the song too. Here's the list of songs that I thought would be funny for uh, them to find my body to. Uh, Gwen Stefani, Bananas, right? This day is bananas. <laughs> no, no. They come in. They come in. My, I'm swinging there, and they find me. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but I think the like you know there was a lot of like ones that didn't make the cut, like Who Let the Dogs Out, and you know, uh, you know Mambo Number Five, not the first four. Number five, you know. But the one that I think uh, was the one that won was uh, Smash Mouth All Star, right? The cops come in and it's like, yeah, stop coming and they don't stop coming. Okay. George Cohen, you stay up, you stay up there though. Yeah. Um, wow, I really enjoyed that that last joke. I feel like there's a lot of song opportunity, like Zombie by the Cranberries might be a oh, good one. Oh, that's sad. Well, but Zombie, so you can live forever. Zombie, Zombie, Zombie. Yeah. Or, oh, no, that what's, what's who's that, who sings the... Um, Cranberries. Do you really want to live forever? Oh, yeah. Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Those are, yeah, that's boring. that's very funny. Ooh, that's so sad. They're all sad. The point is, to, like, pick one that's really. Well, you, but it's super funny because you are, or like Chumbawamba. Yeah. I get knocked yeah, down, Chumbawamba. but I get up again. But you're never gonna keep me down. I we were, down. yeah, like uh, Third Eye Blind, like do 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 do. They're all funny. Uh, Rob, did you have things to say? Oh uh, yeah, about your uh, Fat Alexa. Uh, yeah. Do you know who Fat Albert is? Yes. Uh, you just do his voice if you wanted to. Hey, 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 it's time for something, something, whatever the fuck. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. I did, I was going to do my black Alexa bit, and I was like, and I was like, no, I'm just going to try to not do Hunter <laughs> Yenny. He's going to, he's an actor. He can code switch. I have to offend somebody, the blacks or the fats. Like, it's a voice, so it's not really, you know, it's no skin color on the face. It's just voice acting. about the. A suicide joke, and I, I love that suicide joke, but I honestly think it'd be way funnier as a sketch. Oh, yeah. You know, just just throwing it out oh, there. Oh, you're saying to not actually do it, Hunter? That's sweet. No, I'm saying do it. Like, I'm a method actor, you know? Just do it method-wise. Just record everything. Put it on, like, YouTube Live oh, or something. that's dark, man. Jesus. Oh, wow. That would be a real good... That would be like... No, We're all really... just now Ugh. openly saying, kill yourself. No! Too dark for con. Wow. But, um... <laughs> There is, and I think I've told you this before. There actually is a website. They're called they're called the Anti Humanists, oh, yeah. and their tagline is "Save the World, Kill Yourself." Hell yeah! And their entire thing is all about like the only thing that sucks about the world is people, and so be a part of the solution and kill yourself. And it's yeah. this whole website devoted to it, like saying like become a part of the movement, kill yourself. Yeah, it's really um, it's a fun read. You made me think of a song parody. Wait. <laughs> What? It would be. I should do like a, a door song parody that's like boom, boom, boom. People are dumb <laughs> when you're a human. People are evil. They should all die when you're lame. 
something like that. Yeah, that's good. If you kill yourself a mutiny radio, Pam will be able to broadcast a playlist over the air. No, please don't. Don't anybody die here. That was one of my big fears is I'd go away for a month and come back and be like, oh, great. I can say racist jokes, but I can't say that. There's multiple bodies just stacked up in the corner. Well, I had a dream recently that I put a body underneath the stairwell, and it was so... And I don't remember. I don't know whose body it was, but uh, it was Jeez. so realistic. I woke up and I was like, I felt guilty. I was, I, but I didn't. I've never killed anyone, so it wasn't. I didn't do it. It was. It's. It's weird. I know. There's ghosts in my house. Um, that I ran. I ran so far away was fucking genius, and the um, husky and empowered salsa is also very funny. Oh, I had a um, a tag for the end of your coming game in 40 seconds oh. so you do that whole thing and then you're like fuck that game i did it in 37 <laughs> right <laughs> like, uh, 40 seconds fuck your face <laughs> yeah if you it's a different it, direction yeah. to go if you can do it in, a, in single digits they'll put your picture on the wall <laughs> like they'll just stick it to the wall with your cum they'll just slap the polar right the there <laughs> the f- Pheromone party is like its whole own bit, and I want to know so many more, so much more about the logistics. It's a real thing. It's mind blowing. I need to know like what happens if like you don't have a match. Like you think someone's shirt smells best, but they don't think your shirt smells best. Like so, you like you like do like a top three or top five or whatever, and then they try to get everyone laid. But it's just a lay suggestion, you know. It's not like a like a handmaiden's like breed with this person like type thing. It's just like. But that's how they're, that's categorically how they're trying to, to dole out the, the punani by odor, by, by pheromones, you know, like, but I thought pheromones came off the top of the head, so I don't even know if that works with the armpits. You yeah, may I just don't be know like, how that works. Yeah. Uh, with the pheromone part, do you sniff, then you get a scratch? Oh. <laughs> He's like, it's a little too cheeky for Josh. That's mine now, That's mine. <laughs> no, get him back to those husky <laughs> and empowered right. salsa jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's that's too low brow for Con. <laughs> no, it's mine now. I'm taking that. Thank you, Hunter. You can have royalties. Oh, good. I don't know if I want to do jokes or not. I mean, I guess I feel like I should. Do I have jokes, the opportunity. Pam. I guess I guess I should. There's do jokes, here. Pam. Okay. Oh yeah, do your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, after day. after me. Remember, we're all gonna oh, do it. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, no, Pam, you go first. Oh no, 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 no. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go last. We're just gonna riff, you know. No, no, that's great. Okay. That's great. Um, I got to do my Tom Brady joke in the middle too, so I feel good about that. But um, uh, let's have uh, Hunter wants to come back up. Yay, yay. Hunter! Yay. Put their condom on the mic. Yeah. I always wanted to say that. I don't know why. I thought it'd be funny. But it's not. That's what happens when you riff people. Some things are not always fucking funny. Jesus fuck Christ. Look at me. Look at me. Dude, I look like COVID fucked me up right now. Like, if my mother knew this is what I look like at 26, she would have swallowed me. Fucking shit. Probably would taste as bad as I look, too. I should not be saying this shit. Hey, this is my mom, okay? I'm allowed to talk shit about her. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, Pam was like, bring Hunter up. And now she's like, take him down. 
Take him the fuck down. Jesus, dude. Like, I look like I'm homeless right now. Like, I really do. Like, there's no punchline behind there. I just really look like I'm homeless. You know how crazy it is going? Like, I live in an Asian neighborhood. All right? I live. I have my own place. I live in an Asian neighborhood. You know how many times I've had the cops called on me? Just, like, taking my garbage back inside? There's nothing funny about that. Somebody have an argument with me. That's what I like to do. So I like to do. Josh Kong. Jews. Love them, hate them. No, I'm not going to do anything racist. I'm not going to do anything racist. Hate them? You're what? Oh, your family's Jewish. See, that's the only time you can hate the Jews. If your family's fucking Jewish, that's why I'm okay with Hitler. His mother was Jewish. His mother was Jewish. He just hated his mom. Like, are you kidding me? Yes, she was. I'm on the radio. Everything I say is true. All right? It is. I have a 12-inch penis, but half of it's on layaway. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, I bought it off Amazon. Jeff Bezos lent me it. I don't fucking know. Dude, it's... You know what's weird now? Like, I've been riffing so much for a long time. Like, most of my riffing, I have a mental breakdown. And now I feel really comfortable with you guys. I love all of you. I love all of you. And, like, because I feel so comfortable with you people, I'm not having a mental breakdown, and you guys don't like me for that. Like... You people, yes. I'm talking about you people, comics. Yeah. What's your name, man? You're Dawson? You, with your fucking hair, you look like a Dawson. Just Jesus fucking Creek. You literally, you, you live on Dawson's Creek. Is that a TV show? All right, that was hack. Fuck you guys. Huh? I love that. I'm so intimidating on stage. I can say hot to somebody. They go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Hunter. I don't fucking know what's going on. I, um... Somebody asked me a question. Just anything about my personal life. Anything. You guys don't like me that much? You don't want to get to know me? How, how long has it been since you've gotten laid? How angry do you think I am, Pam? I'm up here having mental breakdowns every fucking week, and you ask me how long since I've gotten laid? That's your fucking answer. Are you kidding me? When did COVID start? March. March? Bitch, March is next month. I haven't gotten late since the future. What the fuck's going on? That means I'm a virgin right now. It's been so long since I've gotten laid. I don't even have a vagina, but I have a hymen. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm uncircumcised too, so that would actually work. Don't fucking judge me, all right? I'm having a break. See, now you guys like me when I have a breakdown. Pam had asked me one question, <laughs> and I'm crying like a little bitch, or as I like to call it, a good comedian. <laughs> so I got uh, back into having a relationship with my father, which is probably why I've gotten laid since the future. I don't fucking know. It's, it's like, who here has ever had, like, who ever started falling out with her father? One clap is all it deserves. It is, it is, it is. It's weird. Like, I, when I got to a uh, fall out with my father, I kicked his ass. I moved out in 30 minutes. You know? See that stomping you heard upstairs? That was me moving out in 30 minutes. I don't know. It's crazy. It was. Uh, now I started, like, coming back and, like, talking to him. You know? And, like, I don't know if it's like me, like not spending three years with him. It's made me realize how socially awkward my dad is. And you know how weird it is? Because like I got into a fight with a fucking autistic person, that means. No, not funny. All right, that's where I get canceled. Fuck it. 
I love having breakdowns on stage. I do. I do. That's why, like, my Tinder bio is not gaining anybody. It's not. Dude, I've been on Tinder for, like, the entirety of COVID. All right? I've actually, like, hooked up with two people on Tinder. Both were, like, old high school classmates. kind of weird. But, like, in the past, like, seven months, the only ad I've gotten on Tinder is, an, is a erectile dysfunction company. The only ad I've gotten on Tinder is an erectile dysfunction company. What the fuck is that saying about me? Where the only person swiping right on me is just saying, like, dude, yeah, I accept you for your limp dick. Secondly, how the fuck did I swipe right on that myself? You know? Like, well, I don't fucking know. I don't know. See, this is where the breakdown happens. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. It's okay. Don't applaud me and my limp dick. <laughs> I don't fucking know what's going on. My penis works fine. Or does it? I don't know. See, yeah, I love burying my soul on you guys. Like, sometimes you guys love it, and sometimes you guys fucking hate it. You know? And when you guys hate it, it's just the staring of eyes. I literally just made a joke about erectile dysfunction, and it's all men in the room, including Pam. <laughs> and you guys just all stared at me saying, like, that never happened to me. Fuck shit. Josh Kahn plays the accordion. He doesn't even have a dick. <laughs> and now he's standing there like, yeah, I'm one of them. What the fuck? I don't know, okay? I don't know what's going on. It's like, everything was shut down for two months. I, this is my first time talking to people, and I'm talking about my family issues. Like, I just wanted a hi, how's the weather going? You know, instead of like, Hunter, what scares you the most in life? You know what scares me the most in life? People staring at me when I talk about an imaginary erectile dysfunction, and they just don't say anything. Why am I doing this? Why do I do stand-up comedy? Every single time I get on stage, I have a breakdown. And then I come back a week later going, like, you got any more stage time? I could have, like, the most advanced, like, the most expensive therapist in the world. At least I get a fucking hug after. I have to pay. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's weird. What, what, what is it about me having a breakdown on stage that you guys enjoy? Is it because you guys are all comics and you think this is, like, the best? Like, you know, like, you can at least think you're better than me? <laughs> I knew that was coming out. It's a small piece. Are we back into the topic of my dick? I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's so crazy. Like, I, you know what I do? This is something I never talked about. Like, when I get anxiety at home, I yell out random shit because I live by myself. Like, I don't have any, like, noise at all. It's complete silence at my place. So, like, when I'm home alone, just, like, naked, not jerking off. You know, like, I'm just, like, I'll ramble, yo, like, I want a taco. I do it all the fucking time. I don't know why. I just rather hear me bitching about something than nothing at all. I don't fucking know where this is going. This is, like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? It's all right. Somebody asked me a question. What flavor taco? What flavor taco? Pan, there are no flavors of taco. There are <laughs> toppings. That's how fucking white you are. You live, you're... Your radio station is literally right next to a taqueria. I want you to go over the taqueria tomorrow and say, like, can I have a beef-flavored taco? <laughs> there are no flavors in taco. They're fucking toppings. Jesus, can I have a Neapolitan taco? What the fuck are you talking about? Flavored tacos. The only flavored taco I know is pussy, and it always tastes bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
Uh, it tastes good. I smoke too many cigarettes to so taste anything anymore. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I love that. Flavored tacos. What the, what the fuck? Right, Pam, what flavors were you thinking about when he said flavored taco? Chicken flavor, carne asada flavor. Are you just like pouring, are you just Cheese pouring flavor. like top ramen flavor packets on top of a chicken taco right in front of your fucking taqueria person? Is that a barista? A taquerista? You know? Are you are you pouring the flavor packets on top of a taqueria and they're just going, fuck you, bitch? Taquerista? That should be a new phrase, no? Great. Taquerista? I just ripped Takarista. Yeah. I love how we just all like let that sunk in. A Takarista. Yeah. Now it's going to be a trance, like a beerarista. You know, like, no, it's, it's, uh, that's going to like get ruined. I don't know. I'm going to go up to the next like Spanish speaking person at El Forlido and just be like, hey, my Takarista, and see how quickly I have to say that until they hit me. <laughs> oh my God. Let's let Rob up again. Huh? Everybody clap your hands together for yes. Usher. Yay! Thank you. You got a lot out of that, though. That was good. That's good. Takarista's very funny. He didn't get to do one of his punchlines today earlier. Put your hands together for Rob Edwards. Yay! Lot to digest there, Hunter. Uh, uh. You know, when you were talking about your daddy issues, I completely expected you to look at me and be like, "You don't know yours, do you, Rob?" Or some shit like that. I was expecting that. You didn't do it, but you know, I was kind of, yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot one of my punchlines on why I hate black people. Uh, you understand that I can't wear two of the three primary colors. You understand that? I can't wear 60% of the color spectrum because of these motherfuckers, because they are territorial or some shit. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta put on yellow and run around looking like Big Bird. It's fucked up. Uh, oh, uh, so I'm back on the dating apps now. And uh, I think they're a waste of time, but I do get a little material out of them. Like, uh, talking to this girl on Bumble, and she had to, apparently they have to talk to you within like a certain time frame where like the match goes away or some shit. So she like finally hit me like just, and she says, uh, just in the nick of time. I was like, I'm just being stupid. Like who the fuck is Nick and what does his timing have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Just just being stupid. And she liked it though. Uh, mm, yeah, he was talking about suicide. You know, what's fucked up is how fucked up we are in the head comedians that if you don't see one in a while, you immediately jump to like, did they kill themselves? It's, <laughs> we're, we're fucked up people, bro. It's, it's messed up. Yeah, like more people don't commit suicide because it's expensive to die. You know what I mean? It's very expensive to die. We need Thanos, if anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, like you were talking about the suicide hotline, like encouragement, I'm more of, you know, like, to discourage him, I just talk about, you know, how much it would cost, what's your credit score, you know, you got any outstanding loans or any shit like that, you know what I mean? I'd be like talking to him like, you know, I'm an accountant and they were a rapper trying to buy another Lambo. Like, you can't afford that, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, that's, that was all the shit I wanted to do. All right. Rob Edwards! All of his punchlines are good! 
That was awesome. Um, I'll run around and just I'll do a couple of things, but I won't take up too much time. Oh yeah, make a comment. Absolutely. Yeah, comment, comment away. You can get on either. I love the uh, Thanos thing, and uh, when Thanos snapped every his finger, everybody turned to ash. So how do you feel about the people that didn't want to get cremated felt? You know, like there's, there's just something there. You know, like. Thanos is a huge conspiracy. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I, I, it's from Superman. I don't know what it's from. I don't know what Thanos. Thanos is from Endgame. Like everybody knows uh, the Avengers. Oh, I don't know the Avengers. I'm sorry. Round of applause. Uh, but Who then that's me. I mean, but also that makes no. I mean, that's I don't list pop culture nothing. So yeah. yeah but everybody knows who the Avengers are. Yeah, everyone else does. I'm, yeah, I think yeah, I'm just okay. the only. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, okay. Cool, yay. Um, don't forget to give me money if you want to give me money. That's always nice. Um, so you were talking about Tinder, oh, and suicide, all the things that I wanted to talk about. Now, one of my one of my buddies, um, Zach Wiseman, he's like a heroin addict now, and I sort of can't wait for him to die because then I get all his I get all of his jokes. No, one of his uh, that's not true. I mean, I still have to, I guess, give him props. But one of his jokes is if you're gonna kill yourself, everybody jumps off the Golden Gate Bridge. That's so dumb. Why not jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge? You know, like peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. And it works every time, right? Okay, that's a Zach Wiseman joke, verbatim. I just know his whole set, that's all. So I was thinking about suicide, I was thinking about that. Also, like he has the other part of the joke, goes, you know, he wants to kill himself in a weird way, like hanging himself underwater. One of those things is completely unnecessary. <laughs> figure, figure that one out, monk. Yeah, that's uh, I, I miss Zach Wiseman. It'd be nice if he'd come back. No, it's fine. So, but then I have jokes that are actually my jokes. So, when it's not even, I'm everything's kind of been a joke. It's very hard to date during COVID and all these things. And you're on the sites, you're on the apps. I have integrity, so I'll never internet date. It's just like a thing I did a long time ago. I was like, I'll never internet date. I've never done it. It's like, it's like when people that don't get tattoos and they're like, oh, look at me, I'm over 40, I'm a unicorn, I never got a tramp stamp, look at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, you did so great, you have so much integrity. Well, my, I feel better than other people because I've never internet dated. <laughs> That's what I can hold over all of your heads. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you're, sp you're like, you take a questionnaire and then you're like, I could or might not be able to hang out with this person. Like. I don't know. I was never good at multiple choice anyways. I always sucked at those tests. I need an essay test. Um, I believe there are ghosts following me around. Even I was in there and I felt this really cold thing. And I'm like, see, it did it again. Fuck. And then I'm like, is it just the wind? Am, is it the edibles? Am I too high right now? Like, am I feeling ghosts and seeing tra That's it. I'm just so high. I'm seeing tracers. They're not ghosts. This is gonna make me be able to sleep tonight, I think. I've been so scared. I'm like, the ghosts are, they're putting times for me to find. I don't know if it's my dead grandma or my old dead cat, but they are following me. <laughs> the ghosts, I'm a, I've turned it. This is also why it's hard to date because I'm an insane person. I believe in ghosts. Uh, I also have a wand in my backpack, I'm a witch. 
Uh, I have the, uh, that new witch joke, but I've been running it too much. But I don't want to run old jokes. That's weird. Oh, you haven't heard anything. Yeah, so I've been rereading all of Grimm's fairy tales because I got bored of reading the Bible. <laughs> like, just, for, just to, like, mine it for jokes or whatever. Well, because I used to read the Bible to find out, you know, like, feminist tropes to rile against, you know, whatever. But there aren't very many women in the Bible, but there's tons of women in Grimm's fairy tales, and boy, did they hate women back then. Boy, oh boy, it's amazing. So stepmoms, witches, all of these bad things, I think they really get a bad rap. And Hansel and Gretel, I think she's just a really misunderstood baker. This is just like a bitch who lives in the woods. and She just wants to cook, and she just wants friends. She's like an old widow. She hasn't been around. She doesn't know how to internet date. She's just baking, okay? She's got too much bread. She's fed all the birds. It's like she just doesn't know what to do with all this bread, so she builds a house out of it. And starving children come, and she hangs out with them. She's like, it's okay, yeah, eat the food. And she says she wants to eat Hansel, but it's not like that. She actually wants to do like a Jeff Bezos trick where she just keeps him alive and, and then transfuses his blood into her so she can stay young forever or... Maybe it has to do with, do you not know about Jeff Bezos? Oh, I just, well, so that's the thing is maybe she just, she asked little Hansel to put, she said, put your little bony finger, put your bone, put your finger out. Let me test how fat you are because she wanted to eat him. And he stuck out a chicken bone and he was all skinny. And maybe this is all just, it was his bone and she just wanted to, she just wanted to some kid jizz because maybe kid jizz keeps you young forever. Like, because when you get cum on your face and it dries, it, like, pulls out all the wrinkles. And it's, it's, they call it a facial for a reason, right? But she just, but the, if she just wants, it's kids. I mean, how much kid just do you need to keep you young? Like, what do you, and then it stands to reason in reality now how many 25-year-olds have to come in my vag for me to stay young forever? Like, is it? Is there a transitive property? Did the witches know back then? I think they did. I think they knew something we don't know. Is that too gross, Josh? Is, it, is that why I look young? Yeah, actually, and wait till I, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna get some French Botox here this week. It's gonna be really great. Um, you, that's when you cut bangs. So I'm gonna cut bangs this week, so it's gonna be some French Botox. I'll look a lot younger. But I'm definitely not going to dye my hair again. I tried that nonsense, and it was stupid. It's just stupid. There's just no point in it. It looks fake, and it's like, look at me trying to be fake. It's stupid. So I'm just going to have it be gray or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, I know. I'm how am I trying to stay young forever? I don't know. I walk a lot. I don't have any secrets. I don't think it's kids. Oh, this was the other question I have. This is a real question about pedophilia. Okay? If I masturbate to pictures of my ex-boyfriend when he played water polo in high school. Is that a pedophilic act? Yes. <laughs> really? Okay. Because, like, I know him now, but he was 15, and he was, like, so hot. And I'm, like, looking through his old Facebook pictures, like, damn, bro, what the fuck was going on back then? Um, used to surf and play water polo? But then... The, here's another question. If I took naked pictures of myself when I was 13 and then I show people now, am I peddling child pornography? 
if it's myself, I know. I'm twisting Rob's mind up on this one. He's like, if it's yourself. What I know, I, exactly. Exactly. I just, these are all like, I have these strange philosophical questions just about like time. <laughs> That's why we didn't have cameras back when I was little. We didn't even have internet when I was 13. There was no blocking. There were no pictures. If I wanted to take naked pictures of myself, it would have to be like with a, like with a Polaroid. And selfies didn't exist back then. That would be like the first selfie is <laughs> a Polaroid going. <laughs> how much film you'd have to wait waste to get the right angle? <laughs> with like it's blurry. Well, of course everything is. There's so much, so many pubes everywhere. It's 80s and 70s. That was another thing. I decided to shave, like clean up the crash site or whatever. And I have no idea, but I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Cause I, I'm kind of blind and I was sitting on the sofa and I was naked too. And I thought I saw a spider crawl across my legs, but that was just pubic hair. I was like, I need to do something about this right now. So I got in to try to quaff, like quaff the crash base, like I said, and I didn't know, I don't watch porn. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be modeling after. I don't know what I'm trying. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what the accomplish. I don't know what the goal is to accomplish. Right. So I'm just kind of going, but then it's really difficult because without the glasses, it's too far away with the glasses, but it's too, it's, it's a really difficult distance. Anyway, so I was trying to shave myself straight and it's just a slippery slope. Like all of a sudden you're like, you have to keep going. And that's why I wonder why people shave it all off. I think it's that they're trying to have something happen, but then they go too far. I went from the top and I was kind of doing this thing and then I found a bald spot and I was like, oh no, now I have to go even farther. Which is why I should have never started in the first place. Uh, that was people care. I have nothing else to say. What else do I have to say? Oh, just that Tom Brady thing. But I already talked about that because, and it was funny because I didn't even know that Tom Brady was like on a new team. I still thought he was like in the Patriots or something. I didn't even know that there was anything special was coming up. I was just, I just maybe that's the thing the ghosts told me. How was I saw? How did I write about a joke about Tom Brady and then everyone else was talking about Tom Brady and I was like, did something happen with Tom Brady? But it, it's just I was like riding the wave. <laughs> Of like the subconscious universe, man. I wrote, I just didn't see that other people were doing it. And then I realized, I was like, oh my God, how did I pick up on that? Because I don't pay attention to anything. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving me money. Um, thanks for hanging out. Outdoor comedy is back this Friday at six o'clock. Um, it's going to be crazy. And I'm going to be booking all of those shows again. I just emailed all of my... Resolute Wine Bar Sunday at 2.30, Asiento Wednesdays at 7.30, and Atlas Cafe 2 o'clock on Saturdays. So all of those shows are going to come back ASAP for everyone, and everything's going to be okay. Yay! Thanks for being here. Bye! Turn on a Give me a call, man. Uh, I was basically just, uh, you're talking about you don't know the goal is of, you know, shaving pubic hair. Maybe you can expound on what you might think the goals are or whatever. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I thought, um, and I thought about this too because I shaved off too much from the bottom. I think it's to actually f 
focus the pee into the toilet. Because once, because once you shave everything off, once you shave everything off down there, like the pee just goes everywhere. It's like flu, <laughs> it goes all over like the seat. It's crazy. So I think that the pubic hair actually acted oh like God. a funnel and it made the pee go down into the toilet. A drip funnel. A drip oh funnel. my God. I'm serious. So I would have but never guessed that. So there you go. Right? <laughs> I think I think the bit that you did, uh, the or the thing you were asking about, like the about your child porn that. So like, if you ever did one of those shows that was like an all like women with a Y, you know, like one of those really feminist shows, and you did that bit, I'm pretty sure they would like black bag you and like throw you in a van after that, like. <laughs> It would disappear you, right? Like that's the. Like, is it? Is it that edgy? If you were asking feminists that, they'd be like, "Honey," they'd be like, "Ah, ah." You would just their their like their brains would explode, their heads would explode. They wouldn't know what to do with you. Right? Maybe. I would love to. See, I'm just saying, I would love to see you do that to like, like serrating or somebody. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Right somewhere, explode. somewhere else where they people somebody, are gonna. Like, oh yeah, I'll get crucified. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fine. Crucified for humor. I'm into it. I'm into it. Sweet. Well, um, we'll be back for with more shows this week and live comedy on Friday at 6 o'clock. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving me money. Yay. Hunter says he wants to stick around and podcast, so we might do that. If you guys are listening to mutinyradio.fm and .sf, this is the Joke Workshop. Kind of, you know, we did we did an hour of it. That was fun. Um, I got to riff around and try to do new material. And we're just chilling here at Mutiny Radio. Come back and visit us. Outside comedy, socially distanced, six feet apart, chairs, masks, funny people on the street. San Francisco's back starting this Thursday at 8 a.m. Baby.
I am joined in studio by Hunter Uniac and Rob Edwards. And out in the in the other space, we've got Josh Kahn. Uh, I believe that is Mike One out there. Yeah, four is on stage. It should be that one. Hello, everybody. You know the thing could hold it for you. Oh, it, oh it yeah, it's such a big up. poopy. It's such a everything. It's like it, in this studio trying to make the equipment work. It's just the entropy here is so great. Things just constantly hey. break. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they. It yeah, works. so it. Yeah, so it I'll play. Right. Can we can we play a quick round of uh, name that tune on accordion really quick for for while we get uh, tech stuff? Name that here. tune. Name that tune. Okay, here's name that tune on accordion. This is Backstreet. This is Backstreet Boys. Um, I want it that way. That is not Backstreet Boys. Oh shit! Nothing but a heartache. Tell me why? Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why? Especially with an accordion. Oh my God! Play this in Holland. Play this in Holland. You know, I never. I always get K Y. That, that was the joke that um, Howard Stern did, and he changed the lyrics of the K-Y. song to be, um, "I don't want it that way." And then they were talking about butt sex, and get K Y. Ain't nothing but a K Y. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never thought I needed a rendition of the Backstreet Boys with an accordion until I heard it. You do. Yeah. You I do. did. Did. Thank you, Josh. You didn't, you do. Okay, so here's another one. It's a little longer, but hang in there. I, I can almost guarantee you recognize it. Fireworks, Katy Perry. 
And this was, I, I'm pretty sure this was like one of my graduation songs in high school. And I had wi a wide enough high school that we should have used an accordion. I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we fucking did it, man. You know it's the one, uh... Yeah. Yay! I don't even like Katy Perry. Well, Why do you play that song? But everybody does, and I can totally see people dropping you a twenty for oh, that. Yeah, Dude, everybody loves Katy Perry. I did get dropped a twenty for that. I used to be one of those kids that, like, like you know, in high school or like you know, like in school, like I, I pretended not to like music written by female artists, you know, because I thought it wasn't manly. Wow. You know, like Katy Perry. Wow. Like all that, but when I was home. I would be blasting Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus all the fucking time. Oh. Are you kidding me, dude? A 23 by Miley Cyrus? Like, I fucking love that shit. Yep. Did you get know? I did, yeah. We grow as people. You yeah, know? we do. Your upstairs neighbors know what you like, though. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they know what's up. <laughs> you told them, like, I don't listen to that shit. You know? yeah. They go okay. in the shower. <laughs> we heard it last night. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't put it on. I shuffled. Oh, I didn't yeah. shuffle away from it. It, it was gonna, Alexa. Wanna, Alexa put it on. Hey, Josh, Alexa put on Katy Perry. Next girl that breaks up with me, and it's gonna happen soon. Yeah. But next girl that breaks up with me, uh, instead of going to her uh, bedroom window with a boombox, can I just have you right next to me with yeah. the accordion? No, I'll do a breakup singing telegram for you. What do you? Uh, well, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I am you singing telegram. Uh, talking to the microphone, so like. What so so? What song do we want to do? Do you want to break up? Uh, no, no. I, I want I want like the uh, take me back moment with the boombox. Right. Instead, it's gonna be you with the accordion. But it should be that song. Playing he's playing. He's playing. Yes, and I know what he's playing. It's not you. It's is in it Red Rain? Your eyes. Oh, that's right. It's in your eyes. Yeah. I was thinking Red Rain by the same person, but it's not because it's raining. But it's in your eyes, yeah. like the heat of incomplete. And it's like a a polka band in the background. Yeah. Thousand churches in your yeah. like gross. You see, a, you see a doorway to a thousand churches. That's like the grossest thing to say to a girl. It's like the least romantic. Ew. Unless you really like fucking Especially in churches. Especially if you went to Catholic school, am I right? Right. <laughs> what up? But that would be very funny if you played that I song. Learn. Yeah, 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 like yeah. too broke. Like it was a skit there somewhere. Like I'm too broke to afford a boombox. But like uh, Josh Kahn is cheap right. enough where I can give him like 15 bucks well, yeah. and he'll play the accordion. A sandwich. No, you you just should, give like, him a sandwich. Yeah. Well, the thing is like you should like uh, live pretty close to her and like have a bunch of extension cords, but they're just not long enough. No, it's going to be an ex I haven't talked to in like that. seven years. And like oh. she lives in Colorado and we're going to show up at her place. She's never talked to me in like a bunch of times. She's like doing that out of fucking nowhere. It sounds like a passion project of yours. That it I, does. I'm it is, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a passion project yeah. he doesn't really want to get involved with. <laughs> What's the most, how about this? What's the most psychotic thing you've ever done to a person on after you stopped being with them? To like, if, the, if you're sad and you wanted to like 
Like, was it you over texted or did you like se- send a pig heart? Fucked in the her mail? sister. Fucked her sister. Whoa, did you really? Wow. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. They had a bunk bed. Damn. This was in high school. I don't know, like I, I yeah. This was in high school. So yeah. What's that? Damn. Kind of, what's that? I, I I mentioned a bunk bed. Hey, you know what I did but that's in high not school? Like I got a girl pregnant, and cool. that child is now eighteen. That's psychotic. So you're like, <laughs> I did that in high school. But like, to, uh, so it's wife clean. I'm like, what I did in high school is now eighteen, and like, you know, calls me a boomer. Yeah, but that's the thing like, is, she, if you <laughs> jack off to your memories of hot girls when you were in high school, oh, yeah. in your memory they're still in high school. Yeah. Is that a pedophilic act? You're getting canceled. You really <laughs> on this? Actually, that's not pedophilic. It's a spank bank, so it's fine. All yeah. right, all right. So memories are fine. Depending okay. on how early back you go, but I mean, when do you lose your virginity? Like, how early back are you going? Jesus, that's the that's the number I was afraid of. What? What's 40. wrong with fourteen? What's wrong with fourteen? Yeah. Nothing's wrong with fourteen if you lose your virginity at fourteen. I lost mine at seventeen, so I'm just jealous. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was fourteen. I it was like it overdue. Like, it oh, it's never great the first time. <laughs> No, I could not figure out how to come the first time. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not going to be able to fucking like, oh, I come didn't. with this. Bit. Like, I, I finally got, like, because it was on a couch, and I got a wing, and she was taller than me. And <laughs> I got a thing where it was like I was pushing off of the chair leg to go horizontally across it, like, up. To, you know what I mean? And that's <laughs> how I ended boost. up. I was like, thank God for that couch leg, because I had not figured out my knee traction game <laughs> and would not have been able to come if it had been in a bed. Yeah, so my, my first time. Would have been disastrous. My first time was going with a girl, like, you know, we're into it. And, like, I was playing baseball at the oh. time. I was, like, uh, two months before baseball season. And, like, you know what that whole, like, uh, every guy has this like, thought. And, like, uh, you know, before we just like, if you think of something else, you'll last longer, right? You know, so I looked her dead in the eyes mid-thrust and went, like, baseball season's coming up soon. You know anybody I could play catch with? I did. I did with a fucking smile on my face. And she just looked at me back and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, and I was like, your brother. Is he free anytime? Oh my well, that's God. you were just practicing casual sex. You just are having a casual conversation. No, no, it wasn't casual. Sex. It's just casual. We did it for a while. I, and the, I was just, just a fucking a idiot. Yeah. You might as well talk about like Nixon and his drug policies. That's a, that's a hundred percent true story. I definitely. I mean, she knew what she was doing. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. She never do. She was like the same age. No, she was like two years older than me. Yeah, the girl I was with was like a. No, it's been a while. Go shoving it in there. You gotta yeah. warm it up. Running start. Running start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the know. second girl that I was ever with, I uh, knocked out. Oh. oh. <laughs> Play with the accordion. <laughs> oh, kids. Right up. Precious little mistakes. Yeah. What's like, uh, like the, the look? Like, I don't know. My family's praying I make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> your family comes over and like uh, distracts you and pokes holes in your condoms. Pretty much. <laughs> they're like, they're, you, well, you could always do the sperm bank route and then you could just, I mean. I, w- I would love, like, just, I'm just imagining a conversation between your uh, mother and the father. Or it's like, all right, your dad's like, all right, well, what's your mother and father's name? Beverly. Uh, right, let's say Kevin. Uh, let's say Kevin and Kara, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and Christine, okay? Kevin talking to Christine. Kevin, uh, you distract your son. Do you have the fucking uh, toothpick? 
you know? <laughs> like, give him his Christmas present so he can give me my Christmas present. I want to be a grandmother. You know, oh, that's so funny. Do they, uh, is it racist to ask if they have black people in Kevin? Because I'm pretty sure they don't. They didn't. That's why I said Kevin. Like, it does, it, actually, no, it's not racist. I, I don't I think I've ever no met a black person named Kevin. Talking about Isn't that an all? Irish name, Kevin? It is oh. an Irish name. You would know. You know black Kevin? I know a black Kevin. You For do. show? It's All right, well, there you go. That's proof. It was racist that you said you know a black I Kevin, and I went know. for show. Um, and we even know a comedian. Kevin Monroe is a black comedian who used to be in San Francisco, and he's in uh, L.A. now. So he's mm. an actor. So not only do we know a black Kevin, we know a black comedian Kevin. Nice. Yeah. Once, we, once I meet a black Cletus. We're taking it back. We're taking back Kevin. Once I meet a black Cletus, I know that racism has been solved. Mm. Black Cletus? No? Okay, fine. That's my thing. uh, That's the whitest name in the world. Uh, I I haven't met anybody. I'm pretty sure that's one that already got taken back like it was a a kind of country hick name. That's why I'm saying. Well, there are black people going out in the middle of fucking the bayou. Yeah, but none of them are named Cletus. I don't think we can take Cletus back. Cletus? All right. It's my Skyrim character's name, okay? I just want it. It really is. It really is. He's a fucking red guard, too, which is a black character in Skyrim. I'm 100% down with weird names. There have been children named Absidy, which is A-B-C-D-E. Absidy. Also, Nevaeh is one of my favorite ones right now. It's heaven spelled backwards. Nevaeh. Yeah, I like that one. That's crazy. I'm a, my best friends from high school. She's a little black girl. My best friends from high school. I love that. My best friends from high school. One of his half sisters is named Nevaeh. It's great. So fucking adorable. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's a struggle sending in applications. Oh, she's black. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great name, though. It is, yeah. She was fucking adorable. Yeah, I love that girl. I think that it's exciting that we've changed so many things since I was little. A. Men can now express themselves with their hair. When I was little, you had, if you were a boy, you had one haircut. And even in the 80s, people wanted to be all wild and and they're like, no, this is what you do. I saw a boy with green hair walking down the street the other day. Like an eight-year-old with green hair. His mom's like, yeah, you want to express yourself, kid? I saw a three-year-old wearing like a fairy queen outfit. And I was like, you do it. You get it done with a wand and all the whole thing. I'm like, this is... These days are great, but boys can braid their hair. Like, I'm, I'm super down with all of like the new expressions that people are allowed to take. And when I was little, they're like, don't, don't be unique, don't have any, don't, you can't pick out your own clothes. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing when you wear socks that are different colors. I used to uh, know a guy <laughs> that he'd wear, uh, like he'd wear his pajama pants under his jeans for like, you know, uh, warmth. He was so skinny. And then like around like a, one year in school, he switched it out so he wore his jeans under his pajama pants and like different types of shoes. Like he wore Nikes and Reeboks on each different foot constantly. You know, like that's fucking, you know. Uh, drugs. That's drugs. No, we, like, <laughs> we were 13 at the time. That was way before drugs, but he got into drugs. But that's just, you know, self. He was a weird fucker. Okay, so explain <laughs> to me this. Explain to me this. Now, I live in the Tenderloin and I'm not. Uh, many people sag their pants, but, and I understand the concept of sagging a little bit where you see a little bit of underwear, maybe a little butt crack. That's not even a thing that bothers me too much. But when they sag so far that they can't even walk, like when it's sagged beneath your butt, what is the purpose of this? And 
is there a special like way to learn to walk where the pants don't fall down and what like why the upper th- how I mean, am I being racist by wondering about like the mechanics, the mechanics of sagging pants? To me, I feel like when my first uh, firstborn son, I'm gonna get him pants like you know when he's like a little taller, so he was learning how to walk. I'm gonna get him pants that he wears where he's like they're sagging, so he learns how to walk while sagging. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like he's never worn like regular size jeans in his life. Like I saw a man trying to cross the street in the tenderloin. And as he was running, his pants kept getting lower and lower, but it was like he would not grab them because somehow grabbing them was like making a point to everyone around him that he did was not under control of the pants that were clearly falling (laughs) down his legs. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, he's like running sort of across the street, but not holding them up, but they're totally falling down. And I just sat there and watched this and I was like, what is the thought in his head? Like, you just pull up the pants, but it was like he just, he doesn't want to have to pull up his pants. What does the DSM have to say about sagging? I used to sag a little bit, but they they took it to a whole nother level these days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the thought in his head is, I need a shit and one the first place I can find. That's open. That's where I'm taking. You know, he's getting ready. He's pulling down his pants before he gets to the porta potty. I sag about half the time just because, like, I retain water a lot, so. Josh Kahn has been replaced by my mother, and now he is at the front of the stage. I'm with Pamela. I'm retaining water. You can't eat that; it's too salty, honey. You're gonna take on the water. It's the MSG. I told you. We go to that Chinese place. They're poisoning me on purpose. They're lying. They say there's no MSG, but they know there's MSG in there. These locks are not fresh caught. (laughs) Fresh caught. I've never seen a heroin addict sag because they always have a belt to tie up their arm. Oh. Also, they don't have to look for bathrooms because they never have to poo because they're on opiates all the time. And when they do take a dump, I really have to thank them. Heroin addiction or opiate addiction makes your poop solid. They're like little pine cones on the streets of the TL. They're much easier to clean up. You know what's better than that? Fucking fiber. Eat some broccoli. Don't do heroin, kids. <laughs> no People should not be doing heroin. Exactly. But I am. If you want to do heroin, just melt down some broccoli, get a needle, get a belt, shove it right in your veins. Wow. Yeah. You heard it from Hunter. Yeah. I don't see a lot of heroin addicts like walking, usually sitting down doing something, <laughs> but seeing sag. I guess. I don't know. There's, um,. I walk in front of Civic Center almost every day. Every day, actually, I do. In front of City Hall. And underneath City Hall is like this old um, parking lot. But I think it's actually a methamphetamine lab. Uh, All the time coming out of these vents are these crazy amounts of funny-smelling smoke. And it's really warm. And I was walking home the other night when it was late. And there were all these people literally laying in the street in front of City Hall, like, it's a road, but there's these round things, and they're spewing hotness from underneath the ground. I don't know why. It's happening even during the day. And there were people, like, all sleeping in the street on top. I was like, this is crazy. And they were all definitely high. They didn't, they weren't like the ones that were having their tents and being like, yeah, we're homeless and we're taking care of shit. They were like, 
Nah, we're we're definitely doing. Yeah, we're definitely doing opiates right I now. I used to work at the uh, Bill Graham, so I see all that stuff too. That yeah. weird. What is that smoke? I'm pretty sure it's from all the bathrooms of the Bill Graham. No one's like been using the bathroom. Dude, after a concert. But it hasn't even. It's still there. All of this. The smoke the is still coming up. The hot smoke is there today. Last night, every day, I walk by. It's this weird, iconic, and it was a really, really crazy when it was the fires were happening, and I took a picture in the morning, and the smoke. The smoke is always there. Laundromat. Not a laundromat. It smells they, weird. They well, they're drying up. their clothes. They have to use massive amounts of of meth to treat sewage or something like that. Look at all Maybe that. I don't that know what's smoke. happening anymore in this city. Okay. But things are getting more desperate, and I was propositioned for sex today. Yeah, and things really are getting more desperate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, thank you. No, but I mean, I was like, I looked at myself like in one of those windows that looks like a mirror, and I was walking toward myself, and I was like, this this outfit today really gives off the prostitute look? It doesn't give off prostitute look, but you look really good in that outfit today, Pam. Thanks. But I was like, prostitute good? Okay. It's, it's the jacket. It's the jacket. You know what I mean? Like, it's the I, belt. I, I, it's not the jacket. It's the belt. I feel like prostitutes would wear, you know, jackets like that. I'm not saying you're a prostitute, but it's because, like, you know, under that jacket could possibly be some lingerie. You know, it, it, it's it's that's what a male would wear if he was uh, flashing people. Mm. You know what I mean? I have a good flasher jacket at home, actually. <laughs> Me too. It's a London Fog jacket. Oh, that's, that's he's got. He's got all the good tunes. Yeah. Crazy though, guys. Do you ever get propositions for sex on the street? Anybody else? Just, just yeah, I me, have. just women. You have? Yeah, here and in Vegas one time. I did when in I was Vegas pretty. One time. Yeah. I, you know, and I was like, that's very sweet, you know, but. Wow. I did when I was pretty. You got proposition like, for sex. Yeah. Uh, one time I was uh, doing a show at uh, Neck of the Woods. Uh-huh. And I was uh, from one bar to the other. And I left my mom and my girlfriend at the time at the other bar. I was going over there early, you know, go check in and everything. And I was walking past a group of girls. And one girl did a full wind-up, slapped me in my ass. You know, I looked over. I was like, I was so in my, too. So she was like, how much, baby? And I was like, uh, buy a ticket. You oh, know. There you go. That's nice. Yeah, wow. but then I, I've been probably support, but that's when I was pretty, you know. I got off stage at Copyright, which was a hella funny show um, across the street from the old Brainwash on Eighth, mm-hmm. and I got up. And Tony Sparks was hosting, and I got off stage and I sat down at the bar and I got my free drink, which I always enjoy. And there was a gentleman next to me, and he propositioned me for sex. He was like, "I got seventy-seven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I live, I live around the corner. I've got money." That's so I'd funny. Like, I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what you're doing. Baby. And he was like probably oh like God. 71. Uh, he was an African-American he gentleman. He was 77. He was, he was an attractive gentleman. That's fine. But I was like, I just got off stage. Like, I'm a comedian. Wow. Uh, not necessarily a, a prostitute. I, but he was like, we could have a really good time. And I got $77. $77. And I was thinking in my head, like, that's not a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what the going rate is, especially for an old lady like me, but I'm very flexible. So I feel like I have special skills that should warrant a little bit more than $77. And what's funny about that, too, is he gave such an exact number that he wasn't lowballing you. There oh, was no, no yeah, room for like haggling. You, you know, he just wanted, this is all pocket. I got. Yeah. That's This is everything I got to my name, and you can have it all. Yeah. Let's yeah, go for it. Like, he, he went all out with his bid. 
from day from like right. day one, yeah. And then you know he offers to buy me a drink, and I'm like, so now is it 67? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what I get now if I go home with uh, you? Oh yes. What do I gotta do for this drink? He's like Andy McDowell at the end of Groundhog Day, pulling out his checkbook, like twelve hundred dollars and eighty-seven cents sold. Also, what? prostitutes, if you're gonna get paid, never accept checks. No, I've learned never that from Teddy Hell. Oh, oh so you have accepted. Yeah, he has he has a funny joke about that. So my new trick though is I can literally I'm so flexible, I can put my leg on top of somebody's shoulder. I know, Pam. I know, Pam. I'm like, no, I'm sorry, that sounded really weird, but one time I was hanging out with Pam a day before Halloween, and I invited my friend over who happened to be a very fit young Asian man. And Pam was like, You're so fucking hot, you're so fuckable. And then she just started doing splits and everything right in the middle of her living room saying, like, look what I can do. All that stuff. He was, he was a hot guy. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing funny about that. I was like, no, no, oh, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's classic Pam. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sexually address. Uh, I'm sexually aggressive when I'm drunk. It's yeah. just a thing. I, I get sexually aggressive, yeah. and people have, people have called me out on it in the past. But I was raised in the '90s, so I'm like, yeah. sexual aggression. I'm just sort of modeling what, like, what and I know. The biggest but. insult to me after that too is like, he left. Thirty minutes later. There's a minimum awkward sign. She goes, Hunter, you're single, right? Like, you had to wait 30 minutes. We hung out for like three, four hours beforehand, and then you finally were drunk enough to decide maybe I could try Hunter. Uh, hey, well, yeah. because, I mean, it, I've got to be really blacked out to be like, <laughs> not that, no, just, no, just because with, especially with, no, with comedians, like, you can't, like, you you can't make that decision sober. That's a, that's a yeah. mistake. Yeah. You got to be like, oh, geez, did I? Oh, did I sort of grab your penis? I was so drunk and I was just really curious. Like that's, that's how I get out <laughs> of it just every all time. Joking around, we're comedians. That's how, that's how I get out of it every time. I was, yeah. I was curious. You want to hear a good, uh, you want to hear a good comic pickup line? I can say to other female comics, "Hey, baby, watch me turn a short three into a tight five. Three <laughs> eighty. A short three into a tight five. I'm talking oh, about a penis short size. Three to a tight five. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, uh, I thought you were talking about timing. I'm like. I mean, I don't. Well, you don't want to tell her you got a fire three. That's sure. <laughs> it's a funny it's joke. Timing, yeah. it's like. Come on. Yeah, you don't want to tell a girl you got a fire three. You do. <laughs> it's just a funny pickup line. Yeah, come on. If I'm honestly trying to use that line, it means I'm not trying to have one sex. Of, yeah. One of my tricks when I used to go out to bars and and uh, not buy my I buy my own cigarettes now, um, but I used to not do that for many many years, and I would walk up to people and I would say. I'll give you a joke for a cigarette. And oftentimes they'd be like, no joke, just have a cigarette. And I'd be like, I'm telling you a joke anyways. <laughs> I didn't want the... I, didn't, I do want a cigarette, but I just wanted to tell you a joke. But then i tell them a joke for a cigarette. And then usually they laugh and go like, did you write that? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's what I, what I, I write. I write jokes, you know. And then they're like, whoa, what? No, for real? Oh, okay. And then I hand them a flyer. <laughs> Look at Pam friends. I haven't done it in a long time. I haven't made friends in so long. It's, I'm so glad all of you are here, honestly, because I sit. I, my cats are so sick of me. Like they are just like shut the fuck up. They they're tired of me talking. They're tired of my jokes. They hide from me now. <laughs> they're like get out of here. Leave the house. I took a bath. Your cats today, are tired of your jokes. I'm like the only cat lady I know. I think. Really? Yeah, I don't really. You need to hang out with more desperate woman. You know me too, man. I'm not a cat lady. You're he's at Josh is actually a cat lady. I was I was thinking about scraping up all the fur off my carpet and turning it into yarn and knitting it into face masks. Wow. See, that's hilarious because you were talking about trimming your pubes earlier. Oh yes. yeah. No, those are that too short. That sounded like to... a pube in you under. Yeah. 
No, no, not my pussy. My pussies. Mm-hmm. They just they they're constantly shedding. Yeah. Uh, I wow. but the first joke I ever wrote, it wasn't even a joke. It was like in probably like my freshman year in high school. It was like something I thought. Like I thought it'd be really funny if I shaved my pubes into an American flag, and the girl who was have sex with shaved her pubes into a uh, Nazi symbol, and then I'd fuck her on June fifth, which was D Day. Wow. It was the dumbest fucking thing, but I thought it was the funniest fucking thing in the world when I was 14. Nobody D, judged me on that. But no, you, it's, you've got many levels because you're going to give her your You're going to give her your Norman D. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. You're going to give her your Norman D. And then because uh, the. Norman D. Yeah. And because uh, the U.S. used paratroopers, I could have a buddy of mine just like attack her from the back. Maybe I should start talking yeah, about there's, that. Yeah. There's no reason to not revisit old, old jokes. 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 Like, I mean, I've been this I, wasn't even, yeah. coming up on my 10-year comedy anniversary, and I still have jokes that I do that I did my second year in. Yeah, my my cat, my crazy cat lady shaving my cat, knitting a sweater out of his fur, making him wear it. That I wrote that 18 months into doing comedy. So it's like get, one of my first jokes. So do you guys think I should, like, rehash that D-Day do they can try it on stage? Whatever material you want to do that you actually do as material, I support that. Thank you, Pam. Like, yeah. I also love it when you riff, but it's great for you to, like, fill material up the kitty. Yeah. Well, like, I always loved your joke about your dad with the toilet in the backyard. Which is a true story. The toilet's still there. <laughs> and he stole, uh, I don't know if you know this, uh, but he stole a toilet. Uh, he's a general contractor. So I'm not going to do the whole joke, but he stole a toilet uh, from this guy's house who was remodeling. Because the guy's house he's remodeling was a former uh, California state legislator, and he stole it because the guy, uh, uh, the Kennedy brothers would always go over there constantly and party. So they were doing cocaine and puking off that fucking toilet. My dad's an Irish immigrant, you know. So he stole that fucking shit, and it's still there, you know, like Sorry. ten years later on. Like he would put a tarp over it while it's raining and just sit there and read his fuck. It was his most prized possession. I'm his eldest son. He valued a fucking thing he shits in more than me, you know. American history. Yeah, so American he took history. It, wait, he shits in it though? No, he doesn't, but he should. Like he washed, he values it so much. He does, nothing's plugged in, you know. Uh, it's still there in the backyard. I mean, like, what's the point of that? Like, can you clone a Kennedy from their puke? Like, that's not. That's a good question. No, he doesn't clone it. It's like it, it's it's the beginning of a shrine. I'm just for saying, the Kennedys. You'd rather have like a lock of their hair something or something, bigger. you know, like so that you can clone them. No, like it, it's the beginning of a shrine for the Kennedys. It's a fucking toilet. I don't know. It's my dad's a weird guy. I have a I have a small shrine uh, to Martha Stewart in my house. Does it start with a toilet? No, it has <laughs> a really big good picture of her from from like eighty two from one of her first books where she was hot. She used to be a model. Really? Yeah, she was a model. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart was a model. She also got a law degree. Then she got married to a lawyer, and then she started her whole Martha Stewart like cookbook thing and her whole. It, she left the. She left the law practice. Wow. She, she got her she got her MRS instead of her BA or whatever or her JD. I don't know what they get. Yeah, Martha. Oof, I, I got a shrine to that bitch. She's the best. I wonder if she did anything interesting yeah, with her want? toilet. Like, oh, in I have a little pair. That's funny. We should go around and talk about like the weirdest celebrity memorabilia we all have. I was gonna say I like I wonder if you can get Martha oh, Stewart like toilet wine from when she was in prison. Like, do they have a? Does she have a recipe for that? Pam. She have a recipe for what? Does she have a recipe for toilet wine that she developed? When oh, she was Pruno. In well, from, from okay, prison? so um, Pruno is what they call it in jail, jail wine. 
And I don't remember her specifically coming out with that, but she did have David Spade on her show post-incarceration. And it was such a wonderful episode because she taught him how to make a bunch of different jail foods. One of them was using the iron and a paper bag and making grilled cheese sandwiches Mm. out of white bread. And she talked about different oils that exist in jail and how you glean that. Like she talked, there was one way where she's like, if you want to get, if you need oil, you got to take the Fritos and do this thing. You put the Fritos in the bag and you crush them in the paper bag. And then you make the grilled cheese with that paper bag because the oil is on the paper bag. And that's what's going to crisp your bread. Because Martha Stewart's a fucking genius, right? Okay, so there was that one. And then she talked about how sometimes you can get cheese, but there's no graters and there's no knives. So how do you make your cheese for your nachos if you have a microwave? So she took a sardine can and she took another implement and she made a grater out of a Uh sardine can. And so she's talking about, so she's got David Spade on the Martha Stewart (laughs) show and she's like, let's make jail food. Yay. And she's teaching him the, the tricks about all the different things you can make with like the commissary food and what you're doing. And I was like, Martha, you're a queen. And when she walked out of jail, she was wearing this really cute poncho that her roommate made because she taught her roommate how to knit. You know what's ironic? I love it. But you know what's ironic she too? she taught her roommate how to knit. Doesn't, she taught her roommate a lifelong skill. Doesn't Martha Stewart look like the mother of all Karens? She's the waspiest wasp little, that ever wasped. Absolutely. It's, yeah, she is. But like, she's the most gangster, most like fucking, well, you know, real person. Oh, yeah. Which it's just funny because like whenever I think of a Karen, I think of Monster, Ma- Martha Stewart. Except just visually. She chills with Snoop. Yeah. Because they have their houses in the Hamptons are next door. And when she came out of jail, he was like, you fucking OG. And she's yeah. like, hell yeah. And then he was like, you want to do a show together on VH1? And she's like, that sounds like a great idea. Their and re- then they did. Their relationship is just the fucking most wholesome, most like uh, healing relationship you could see from celebrities in the Gangster US, right? respects gangster. Hustle respects hustle. Oh, he yeah. knows Martha Stewart on their media. No fucking joke. She built it all, too, from nothing, just like he did. It was just straight talent. They'd see, I mean... They I, see each other, and I'm like, oh, bitch, I see you too. I like to think that Martha Stewart, every once in a while, still goes over to Snoop Dogg's house saying, like, oh, hey, uh, Martha Stewart's like, oh, hey, I made these brownies or something. You know, like, it, Martha Stewart's like kind of Snoop Dogg's grandma. Well, she. And I was back, you know, it's like a. Mom, they're, the I, age difference I, is I, she would be his mother's no, age. No, but, but I'm talking about like yeah. a southern old lady just going over, like, you know, Snoop. I made some, you know, uh, some brownies, all this fucking food. You know, like, that neighborly sense. Whenever she gets nervous, she bakes. That's like a thing. So if she ever had a big meeting. And whenever Snoop gets nervous, he gets baked. (laughs) Exactly. They they connect on so many levels. But whenever she gets nervous for a meeting or when she was starting out and she wanted to feel comfortable, she'd wake up really early and she'd bake, like, cinnamon rolls for the whole group. So Mm. she'd come into a big board meeting and set down, like, hot, fresh cinnamon rolls and be like, all right, <laughs> this is what we're doing. And then everybody's so excited about the food that she's, and everyone's like, oh, this is so great. This is so perfect. This is so, you're amazing. Yeah. And then she calms down and can be fucking Martha Stewart. But right, And there, there's this therapeutic thing that happens when you cook. And Pam, you would know that definitely too. You bake a lot. I cook a lot. I'm more of like a meat uh, chef, you know? But I love it. There's something therapeutic. Like, what have you ever done? Yeah. Cooking wise, you know, it's like calmed you down. You know, like, what, what's your favorite dish to make? I like to grill. Oh, grill? grill? My man. 
dude, yeah. come over to my place one time. I got a really nice grill. You guys shall come over. Like, fucking, we'll, we'll grill the fuck out of it. I have a grill I here. Love I like cooking. I it's love one of the grilling. few things in life you can control if you pay attention. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, do you charcoal then? Is it, are you charcoal. charcoal. And I got I got a wood smoker too. You do. You I know what? Yeah. Oh yeah. I just use gas. Well. Well, that's why you're all, you're not in this room. I, you're I playing do, a fucking. I can court. do fantastic. Then not do day. Never try my barbecue, man. Um, Josh Kahn made yes. the best Thanksgiving dinner: soup to nuts, the whole fucking thing, the turkey, the gravy, stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the everything. The, You've had my barbecue too, Pam. Remember that day at the park? I had like the, all that chicken and tri-tip that's fine. and stuff. Yes, yeah. I can. Some weird little pulled pork sandwiches, and I was like, what? I can all right, we should we should have teams cookoffs. Because yeah, I just for barbecue. I, it's for me. Rob? It's all on the marinade. I don't care what I cook with. Like I can also cook with wood or gas, but I just I, I do like a like a forty five minute marinade with everything. Just oh yeah, really well, I'll, yeah, all of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, me personally, I prefer the uh, twelve hour marinade overnight if you can. You know, but a forty five minute marinade still does what it needs to do. Or just don't even marinate it. Just dry rub that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's or that's I, called the dry marinade. I've also done. Yeah. Um, I've I've actually dry aged the meat for a couple days before I even cooked it, and then once you, it's it just consolidates flavors. It's crazy. It's just once, getting a bunch of. Food once all this stuff water. blows over with the COVID stuff, you all should come over to my place. We'll have a big old barbecue. Fuck yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I want somebody from Iceland to teach me how to make that stuff where like it's like. Fish soaked in lye, and then you bury it under. Oh, Ludafisk. You bury it underground. I got a backyard. You bury it there. Ludafisk. You bury it underground for some inordinate amount of time, and then you dig it up and you eat it. I got a backyard. We can bury it in my backyard. So the the better. uh, This is a thing I learned from a Norwegian cookbook. When you're camping in Norway in the spring, isn't that nice? You go and you glean all these like juniper berries and fucking Mm -hmm. herbaceous things that taste like lemon, and you take your fish. And you take the guts out of the fish and you put all the weird little herbs and berries that you gleaned and gathered. And then you wrap it in newspaper and then you soak the newspaper in the stream. And then you stick the fish that's stuffed with the yummy things in the newspaper that's all wet and you throw it on the fire. Mm. And when it burns and it's just about to get to the place where you're going to get to the fish, you take it off. And it's perfectly steamed, and it's perfectly perfect. Nice. And you do yeah. it. It's like an outdoor, ancient, nor- well, not ancient, because obviously newspapers only ex- existed for like, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple hundred years or whatever. But that's the way to do it. No, the Flintstones had newspapers. They were just chiseled on rocks. They just <laughs> I mean, they, they still, you know. Are you just? Are you uh, suggesting we use the Ten Commandments oh, to uh, wrap no, them? No, yeah. <laughs> in there. Flintstones. Five loves two fish. No, hey, hey, seriously though. Wait, it I was written on the back of the funnies on the Sunday newspaper. <laughs> the Five fl- loaves, two fish. Flintstones reminds me. Somebody was telling me the other day, they were like, Flintstones and Jetsons took place at the same time, man. Like, that's what's going on down on the ground. Like, you know, all the Jetsons' houses are up on, like, poles. Yeah, like, yeah down oh at the bottom God. of the ground. That's where the Flintstones fucking live, man. It's going on at the same time. And it got me thinking, I was like, dude, Elroy really is like the most white privileged spoiled piece of shit. He just flies around in this little bubble, and then at the bottom of those houses on those poles, like, everybody's just like dying of starvation. And, and you like, know, there's he, there's a very interesting comment about that, because I forget both the father's names, the uh, the fathers in both families. George Jetson. George Jetson and uh, uh, Fred, Fred, Fred Flintstone. Flintstone. They were both as just constantly angry. 
all the fucking time. And so it doesn't matter how much money, wealth you have. If you're a straight white male with money, you're still going to be angry. And they, were, so both, up to say. they were both visited yeah, by well, the little yeah. green Martian. What was the little green Martian's uh, name? Gazoo. Yeah. Bebo right. or something. Yeah, but it's dads kazoo. are constantly going to be just as Is angry. No matter kazoo. what they have. Yeah. Kazoo. Kazoo, kazoo the yeah. fucking alien, uh-huh. visits both. Both George Jetson well, and it so goes like on both universe. shows because he's a Hanna Barbera character. Have, they have like a Christmas <gasps> special or something where they actually get together. It, you know, he's not a time traveling alien. They're in the same time. Dude, it is that is a QAnon conspiracy right there. <laughs> it's a Kazooanon conspiracy. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> oh my God! I'm been get out of here. All with puns today. <laughs> well, oh man, that makes sense. It makes yeah. absolutely. Jane, his wife. No, but uh, but so but Fred Flintstone is modeled after uh, the honeymooners, you know. Uh, right in the kisser. Yeah, bang zoom. Oh yeah, bang, yeah. Zoom. But and so and I always felt like Jetsons was modeled after uh, that he was modeled after Darren from Bewitched, you know, and the, and his wife looked a little like the witch from. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm not familiar with that TV show. Bewitched. Like, don't you think Jetsons was like if if Flintstones was modeled after Bang Zoom, Right to the Moon? Jetsons was a little more like Bewitched. You know what I mean, I ca- yeah, I see it, I see it. I don't want to put well, on the thing that is completely ridiculous about Bewitched is she's a fucking witch and she gives up her powers for some guy. Like I dream a genie, I get it, right? He's an astronaut. He finds her in a bottle. He saves her, and she's like, "I belong to you. I'm a genie, and you saved me from my bottle." That I get. But Bewitched, she's a fucking witch. She has all the power in the whole world. Her mom's Andorra, who can yep. do anything, and she's like. Oh, you're so amazing, you just regular, average guy that lives in the suburb. I'm giving up all my witchly powers for this? What the fuck? It makes no sense at all. Like, you're a witch. You could build a man. You could do anything. You don't need this schlup. What is this guy doing? Does he have the hugest dick in the whole world? And that they change him halfway through the season. It's one Darren, and then it's another Darren. And they all just pretend... Nobody needs two Darrens. Same guy. That's love, Pam. Love doesn't make sense. Why stay away from it? <laughs> but did she make the new Darren? Like, it's, it's completely ridiculous. She gave that Darren a bigger dick. Maybe. She had all no, the No, I think the first Darren was uncircumcised. The second Darren was circumcised. You know, it was more pleasing, more pleasing. to her eye. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Love doesn't make any sense at all. I'm so happy that we all love, you know, uh, old Cartoon Network shows. Oh, this was a live action thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of boring, too. It was like she had a daughter, eventually Tabitha. No, Tabitha was the name of the wife. Tabitha the witch, and then they had a kid. And then she had witchy powers, and it was always like, oh, no, the child did something witchy. Ah! Whenever I think of somebody named Tabitha, I think of somebody that needs braces, but never had braces. Oh, Dude, I'm allowed to talk shit about a hypothetical person that's not even real. This is the I Dream of Genie song. Do, 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 do. What was your favorite uh, TV show growing up? I'm trying to think. Uh, like older when I was like. When you were like a kid. Yeah. You know? oh. oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah, okay, that was on uh, Nick at Night for me. Where I was a kid. Fuck yeah, dude. And the coffee show. Yeah, Ooh. Well, we're not allowed to like that anymore. No, no, no. Yeah. 
Have you guys seen uh, Dancing with the Stars? Where uh, Carlton was on it, and he oh, he was such a good it, yeah. dancer. He was on. Silver he did the Carlton. Spoons. It's so fucking like, good. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll show you the video later. Carlton but was on Silver Spoons as a kid, and he was known as an, a dancer. Like that's oh, what yeah. he did on Silver Spoons. Like you had the little Ricky Schroeder, and then he would like dance in the thing, and it was always little Alfonso. Yeah, I don't think Carlton won Dancing with the Stars, but he should have. Like no. he was just so fucking good. Because yeah. he has a huge dance training background. He was a child dancer. He could. That's how he was discovered. Is he was like a little fake. He was like a little baby Michael Jackson. Boop boop. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm pretty sure the Carlton, they uh, he did that and then he got hired for it. I'm pretty. You know what I mean? Like. Just when he was a child, he he's been a child actor for. Yeah. That's all. I was. I tried to be a child actor. Grew up my parents. Like I was in one like commercial in the background, for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, there was like you know I tried doing a little bit like never really went through anything. You know I was too. Your parents were always too high to drive you to the audition. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't nice, but that's a good, that's a good It wasn't. I'm upset. My parents would love me. That's probably like, no, they were just. They love yeah. you. That's that's not. That's no, no, yeah. Well, be high and love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually keep. They love they, you so yeah, much. They, they were you keeping you safe by not. I'm gonna quote you. that. You know when I'm stoned. And I have a child. You know, I can be stoned and love you at the same time. Listen, yeah. as a parent, I will tell you from experience, you love your kids way more when they're stoned. Where's your kid right now? <laughs> he lives with his girlfriend. There we go. He's, he's an adult. Honestly, I feel like that's when you love. You're right. That's when you love your kid more. Oh you yeah, know, I love him the most now. He doesn't ask me anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. Nowhere me. You ever get like stoned off weed and just read kids' books? Oh my god, it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, yeah with the him. Lion King. Yeah, Lion King. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Not the live action. I seen it was like a post on uh, Facebook or whatever. It was like, you know what happened to Mufasa's body? Like now what happened? It was basically coming to the conclusion that Scar ate Mufasa after because only lions eat other lions. Yeah. Oh, wow. wow. I was Shit. like, that just fucked it up for me. That's real that difficult. Imagine if like the uh, in a deleted scene you see Simba just standing on the sidelines watching Scar uh, eat Mufasa. Well, I mean, I guess lions go cannibal quick, yo. That's like... Yeah. Man, it's Particle physics of the said, actionable towards a completeness towards the next and forward balanced and fluidity, we find our soft sun radiant and the dust and enough wet, atmospherically, to bounce also towards the reflection of mass particles in a solar of systems, we find, it's just so, and happens, that what we utilize is what we present for another and another forth and hence, as measured to be signaled and
traversed and trodden lightly and for that promise from self of an eternal light, Chepo, as instilled and used from self and from the many convinced of such a travesty. Dash. We and the know are aware, and many and many are leggings which take towards the giving of this, the balanced swimming thing which had ought to be rarely a sunrise for the riches contained, and yet oddly a leakage into space, radio and disparity, ripped. Gained and never found again, if you know what I mean. Our bodies, spatial, stole the Elmer dictionary of a brief and look up systemic, voluntarily for the motion of such bodies to deliver our wishes for sinners. But let's step back in time, for fight and which is impossible, due to gravity's swing towards emotion from and towards what has been delivered and what and Perhaps we would simply stand. versus actual livability. There was a singular of containment, that which proceeds for the next, and as Heisenberg is aware, half the time, observability of a shedding of material, is not quite chaos, again, and these elements should ne'er exist in containment anyway, and that's a little claim on containment, due to elemental physics that their atomic should be contained as other elements, and not the so on, of surprise. We've said Observation of opposition is so external, from internal, that shedding occurs as an instance of rediscovery. Dash. Memory is an odd placement of the many in the chemicals which operate polymorphically, to ingest balance and rebalance a brain of protective cytoplasm, and as well the pan-galactic is oddly like a gold brick, smashed, and hence with a temporal of pain and swelling in the nether regions. And well, this has been. Slightly.
friend, I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and the way champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That, of course, stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. I like to remember it like uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, so that in real life, in the, you would say, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we, we, we like to mention our acronym up front because we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast, which is available exclusively through our acronym, and, uh, mm-hmm. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. But we also stream first here at beautiful mutinyradio.fm. It's an internet radio station. Yeah, it's uh, not .com, not .net. It's certainly not that .org. <laughs> it's not It's .fm. .fm. Full disclosure, you'll be sent to a website called pcrcollective.org. Anyway, so we want you to listen. We stream live uh, first every Sunday at 2 where? p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. We're one of many, several shows on the station. You should check out the website. And uh, pick a show, just, just subscribe. Donate. And donate. Yes, of course. You can donate. There's a donate button on mutinyradio.fm or go to Venmo and throw us some bucks at Mutiny Radio, our proud sponsors. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to queue up the movie, listen to our podcast, and watch the movie at the same time, the entire movie. Carl, what is the entire movie today? The entire movie today is my super ex-girlfriend 2006 my super x ex dash girlfriend 2006 girlfriend's one word i know you know that i know and we like the channel yeah uh, we like the channel rose chilo and i think it'll be the only one you'll find this is a departure for Totally. This is one of our rare post-9-11 movies. And by the way, there is a hyphen between post and 11. 9/11. Oh, yeah. uh, and uh, 2006, the great Ivan Rickman. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled that this movie from 2006 is on YouTube. Uh, Grindhouse? What was that? Uh, the channel Rose Chilo. Rose. No, we, we watched... We watched a Quentin Tarantino movie from like 2006 as well. Yes, that's right. Grindhouse was the double feature. You're right. Uh, it was. Um, oh, death. Death trap. Death. With, death proof. With a hyphen. Written by, uh, titled by Sean Penn, even though he didn't know it at the time. All right. Fair enough. So we want you to go find Rose. What was it? Chilo, Rose Chilo. He's our new best friend that you should subscribe. Subscribe. Go there, click the link, 
hit pause, move the timer to zero, 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 like I have it on my phone. And at the queue, we're going to hit press play when we hear go. And we're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian right. as part of our ongoing celebrity comedian countdown. Yeah. It's Carl Scours the world. Mm-hmm. Finds the world's greatest comedian. What part of the world is this comedian this week? Springfield, New Jersey. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, I have not heard him, her, then, but I am sure they are terrific. Carl, take it away. Okay, they are totally terrific and relevant, and it's because he's in this movie. Oh, get out of here. You got yourself. We have actual talent from a movie we're watching? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I'm very excited. Kick back and let's hear Inside Story of this movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right. welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jeff Norris. <laughs> welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me, Carl. Well, I'm very happy to have you here, especially because of the film that we are uh, doing and your appearance in it. But before we get there, I just wanted to ask you, you know, we're in this COVID world now. I know that you are a top comedian performer for Royal Caribbean. I'm sure that this COVID has affected uh, your ability to go out there for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly has. It affected it in an in a awful way in terms of, well, you know, as an entertainer, you work so hard to establish yourself and your career and whatever path that may take you on your dream, Royal Caribbean, no pun intended, was a vessel gotcha. for me <laughs> uh, in that. And when COVID hit and contracts started getting canceled, it really affected me both professionally and personally, uh, mentally, with no income yeah. and feeling like I might have made a mistake with career choice in life. But then I realized I wasn't the only one. I mean, even outside of entertainers, restaurant owners and, um, you know, massage parlors and, and musicians and live music, just live entertainment in general. Yeah. Everybody took a hit and everybody yeah. suffered. So, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's the way of the world until things get better. Right. I mean, there's been a few gigs in between, uh, unfortunately, far and few in between, uh, like working with you was a pleasure at the Comedy Cove yeah. in Springfield. But it was, it was they were smaller crowds. And it was funny because back before COVID, you would have a, a small crowd and, and say, ah, boy, this is but you welcome them so much, even though mm -hmm. it might look funny, only, you know, 25 percent capacity. But it just relights that flame that makes you want to be on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after such a long break, you know, and I can see uh, in your performance when we were at Scotty's that you were just drinking it up. You were just loving it. So I also wanted to give you a chance to talk about this charity, uh, Canines for Warriors. Now, you let me know that this is about what well, it, it, it's dogs for uh, veterans. And you were able to raise 25, 26, enough money for 26 um, uh, soldiers. Uh, how'd you get involved with that? And, and what are your feelings about it? I, I, I met the uh, president of Canine for Warriors, uh, Sherry Duvall, um, who unfortunately recently passed. But her, uh -huh. her, her son, Brett, and another gentleman named Rory Diamond, um, which were always involved with the program now stepped into the 
presidential presidential seat, excuse me. But I first met them about 10 years ago. I was hired by the New Jersey State Police uh, to do a fundraiser uh, for injured veterans at the state trooper barracks. And I saw this woman, Sherry, uh, address these veterans that were in really a bad way with uh, dramatic uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and bodily injury or missing limbs or blind or severely burned. I mean, and you see all these people before you go on stage and you're like, how the heck am I going to pull this off and make these people that are like hurting every day find the laugh? So I found out who the, the general and the sergeant and lieutenants were. And I addressed the humor at them. Like I looked at the guys, I go, these are the people you got to listen to every day. And I started making <laughs> fun of them. And then I, I got some laughs and heard some laughter. And then when I heard the woman Sherry speak about canines for warriors and her vision and her uh, mission for the program was to have the men and women that served that come back home in a bad way, whether physical or mental or often yes. both, they'll pair them up with these service dogs that are trained for that specific soldier's needs. So if the, if the veteran is blind, it would be an advanced uh, CNI dog. If, if the veteran became deaf, the dog was much more of a guide dog or even guys with seizures or just, just depression. Mm -hmm. The dogs were trained in each of their own way. And um, yeah, we, we went around and we did, Traveled quite a bit, different states, and every time I did a cruise ship, I ended my shows with mentioning canines and how people get involved, which is uh, caninesforwarriors.org, if anyone is interested and wants to check out the site, which I highly recommend. Uh, not that you have to make a donation, but just see what they're about. Yeah, You know, maybe someone listening uh, knows someone or knows someone that knows a veteran that's in a bad way that could get involved with the program and benefit from it. But so um, you approached her. I mean, you heard her. Oh, yeah. I, I went up to her and, and that I moved just, you. Uh-huh. It moved me incredibly. And I went up to her and she saw my performance and she was uh, equally complimentary, which I was really happy with. And I just told her, I said, look, I'm no famous big shot or no big name. I says, but uh, I love what you're about. And I'm a huge, huge dog lover and always had deep respect for every branch of our military. Yeah. And I just thought it was something I would love to donate my time and see if I could help. And it's about uh, 11, going on 12 years now. And wow. um, yeah, yeah, because each dog's about 10000 10 to $15,000 to train. Whoa. Away. Okay. And uh, but they go to the veteran because they're specialized. They're they they really must be trained appropriately to match what is the okay okay. Yeah, one word commands, and if you say side, the dog goes to your side. If you say front, the dog will stand in front in a horizontal position to block people from getting close to them. Because sometimes uh, they get a little claustrophobic or close quartered. The dog. It's really an amazing program. Yeah. Really, really is great, and and I'm grateful to be a part of it. Uh, any veterans that are listening right now, thank you so much uh, for your service, and and know how respected you are. Caninesforwarriors.org. That's what they need to check out. Absolutely, and and you, you'll you'll be amazed by it. I encourage you to click on the videos and just you know you don't even have to scroll through and read. There's there's a video on there called Captain, 
And it's a true life story about this guy, this veteran that did about eight tours, Afghanistan, Iraq, you name it, seen it all, uh, had a gun in his mouth and was suicidal. This dog came into his life and now he dedicates his life to going around with his dog, helping other veterans wow. with suicide prevention. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's really wonderful. cool. Okay, now you just claim to not be a big famous comedian, but I uh, disagree. I object. I mean, Boardwalk Empire appearance, and we're about to watch a movie that you're in. Tell us about your experience, uh, you know, shooting this scene and getting involved, and, uh, you know, the people you met. How did it go down? How, how, what was your takeaway from this? It was, it was always a dream to to see what it would be like to be on the big screen or to see yourself up there not and not in a cocky sense just in a way of you know setting a goal and pursuing it and achieving it and i was there with my wife and at the time when the movie came out uh, i was performing that week at the trop in vegas uh -huh. so it was great because in the <laughs> afternoon my wife and i went to see my super ex-girlfriend in the theater and that night <laughs> So it was like a double dream, kind of. You know, I was performing in Vegas. Yeah. I went to the movie theater. I saw myself on the screen. Wonderful. It was very, very rewarding. But um, I had a little, a little bit of TV stuff with HBO and yes, uh, a few Law and Order things. But to, to be on the big screen and to work with Luke Wilson and and uh, Uma Thurman was really an experience because. I was nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, am I going to remember all my lines? Because it's not my act. It's not something I do all the time. And I wouldn't say I was obviously nervous, but I was really focused on the script and reading it, reading it. And uh, there was a break, and Luke Wilson came over, and he said, oh, you're, you're in the next scene with me. And I said, yes. I said, yes, sir, I am. And he's like, don't call me sir. He's like, my name's Luke. <laughs> So we started uh, joking around and laughing, and he took any nervousness away from me. And he, he was very informative and a good coach, really. He's like, look, don't even look at the cameras. It's you and I walking through the parking garage, right. having a conversation. He's like, you know, just follow my lead. And and it was great. And we, we, we did a dry run, the two of us, and then we did the scene. Um, we got it done in two takes, which is pretty good for yeah. a movie. That is. And um, then about about an hour after the scene, everyone broke for dinner. And, you know, I didn't want to go over the area where all the big names were. I went sure. over there. So he comes over, he goes, come here, Jeff. And he brought me over and introduced me to Uma Thurman. Okay, and... that's great. I was just going to ask you, because your scene was with Luke, but you met Uma too. So right. he graciously invited you over. Yeah. Because I know what you're saying. Too. Like, you don't want to intrude. Right. Terrific. But it was it was really cool because I I took it as like, hey, I you know, I want you to meet this guy, Jeff, and Jeff, I want you to meet Uma. And she was very nice and she's like, Oh, she's like, you you really look like a cop, you you know. Yeah, you did. You really I said, did. Oh, I, said, I said, Good, thank you. But it was it was nice. It was a nice feeling. We're all ready at home to watch this movie that stars you. You're one of the main stars. So why don't you count us down and we're all gonna check this film out? All right, please enjoy my super ex-girlfriend and my first big film debut. I'm looking forward to watching it with you all. Three, two, one, play. Wow, that was such a great history about that movie. So many anecdotes. <laughs>
one one anecdote from one scene. Oh yes, but what a scene that will be that we will watch. Jeff have you, Norris. Uh, Jeff Norris. He will be in this film. If okay, we guys, we gotta keep our eye out for Jeff Norris. If we ever make it to this entire movie. Well, the reason I say that is because we have to go through that 20th century thing, and now we have to have this Regency thing, and then we get our goofy Ivan Reitman film. You don't like the, the pre-titles? They're my favorite. It looks like it's, a river, and I'm flowing it, but then it's a horror. It says, yeah. When, when Disney took, oh, let's, all right, post, post 9-11, let's take a look. Where is it? Where is, is it? it? Where is it? Where is it? Very poignant. Look at that. Big Where hole in the ground. Where is it? Where is it? Look We've seen Statue of Liberty and we saw UN. Okay. Is, do you think this is like shot well? I guess so. Looks so lonely. Are we seeing Jersey City? Where is it? Where's the Twin Towers? Oh, wait, there they are, Mike. What? Look. What, back there? In the back. See the? Oh, interesting. Wait a minute. This movie came out in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of years to delete that. It's retro. Oh, look, it's Bavalagari. It's Bavulagari. pronounced Bavulagari. 